Hey guys, sorry about last time. Last time I was going to make this recording, but I got a phone call right smack in the middle of it, so I didn't end up working out. So, yeah, I don't know how to edit. I'm new to using Anchor. Okay, so if it's hard to tell already, I'm walking, so yeah. <laughs> Pardon me if the sounds is terrible on this podcast. So, let's get started. Um... I am on limited time. We're going to talk about the Hunger Games. And I think the thing that I messed up on last recording was that I talked for way too long and explained too many things in detail. So I'm just going to buzz past, especially since I've got limited time and how much I can go into this. So, Hunger Games. Yeah. So, Countess Everdeen lives in District 12, which District 12 is probably one of the worst districts to live in. The best one is probably District 2 since it's more since it's more needed to the government and it's more wealthier. Anyway, our main character, Candace Everdeen, lives there and her best friend, Gail, and apparently there's somebody who's once had as a love interest, Pita Malark. Anyways, Pita, um, I've seriously been in love with her for a while, but he didn't exactly know where she was from, even though it's, it was obvious, but I, I'm not going to go into that. Anyways, on she has her family. Her dad died in a mining accident. So it's her mom who was always in PTSD shock. And her little sister who, quote, is afraid of her own shadow. Close quote. Anyways, on reaping day. Yeah, I'm also getting breakfast. So, yep. <laughs> Oh, or the other podcast will be a lot better than this. Anyways, we have uh, her little sister's name is Prim. And at this point in the reaping, her name gets drawn. Cadmus decides to volunteer for her. As you know, older sisters look out for him. Uh, for her. And then, and then it's not Gale this time who gets picked. Even though he's had his name in there 48 times. This time it's a guy named Peta Malark, who she in the book she actually recalls giving her giving her that piece of bread when she was starving. Anyways, a lot of crazy things happen. We meet a nice guy named Sina and some crazy girl named well, not crazy, more just like some silly uh, lady named Effie Trinket. And then also we. And we meet a, uh, an alcoholic mentor named Hamish Abernathy. So these people help them like get ready for the games, help them train, help them uh, just appeal to the public so they can get sponsors, which are people who send random objects to them that will help them that will help them like a knife or some matches or I don't know an inhaler or whatever. That's pretty good. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Our main characters, when we reach the capital, the abusive capital, President Snow is the, is the president. 
Well, obviously, it's in his name. And his presence, no, at this point, he's he doesn't really have any, like, fear towards any of the tributes or anything like that. He's just playing as always. But then the games finally begin, and they're not really off to a good start. Most of our tributes are dead, but then but then later on, Peter teams with the careers. She drops a bee nest on them, causing them to disperse. Peter attacks some of the, the remaining careers, but gets pretty banged up in the process. Anyways, that's all you need to know for that guy. Anyways, away from all that. I scratch up my head. Um... Candace escapes, she grabs the bow from a, from a corpse's body and teams up with a little girl from District 11 named Rue. She was separated from the boy, from her boy from the district named Thresh, who was like 18 while Rue was a 12 year old girl. Anyways, they go at, they attack the careers. She lights a few fires to try and keep them distracted while Candace blows up their supplies. Blah, 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 blah. They meet up, then Marvel kills Rue while she kills Marvel. And then, so, and then Rue's dad starts a riot in the district, in District 11, and then gets killed by some peacekeepers in the process. Anyways, later on, when she's walking throughout the woods, she steps on something. Apparently it's PETA who has been disguising himself as mud for, like, two days now. Anyways, she tends to him, but then Caesar Flickerman, the goofy host for the show. It's a very gross game show. And then... Then he says that there are backpacks at the Cornucopia, the big spaceship-looking thing in the middle of the of the arena. That on the tables, there are some backpacks with everybody's names on it. Well, not names, but district numbers on it. And then... And then say, grab this, take it to you guys, and that's all you need. So then, Candace goes to go get it. Thresh was there, and Clove was there. Clove was the girl from District 2. Thresh kills Clove, spares Katniss because he was mad that Rue died. And then... And then she goes back. Kato kills Thresh. And I'm pretty sure it's a very violent fight because when we see Kato again, he looks like a mess. So then... Kato, we fight him, we shoot him off the cornucopia, but then some dogs start biting at him, he's not all the way dead yet, so then Katniss finishes him off by shooting him in the face. Pretty sad end for our Kato. <laughs> our Kato fan community. Um, then we've got... Catching, which then, that one, at the end, Mr. Flickerman says that Seneca Crane, the game maker, was going to, was going to lift the rule that there are two, that there could be two winners, but only from, but they have to be from the same district. Then when he did that, they were going to kill each other by eating nightlock berries. But then, finally, he says, stop. He puts the rule back on, and then, the, and then both of them win, and that is what kind of sparks the revolutionary mood for the rest of the districts. Anyways, 
Anyways, our second one, they have a lot of these tours. They go to each district and say some things that Effie writes on cards and whatnot. Even though in District 11, when it went really wrong, when PETA set down one of the cards and then just started telling them what he actually, what they actually thought until a guy saluted them and two peacekeepers came up and shot him in the head. So, yeah. A pretty scary scene, if you ask me. Anyways, we have crazy things that happen. We go to certain districts. More people are freaking out. More people start causing riots. More peacekeepers start randomly getting murdered. But then we have... Uh, but then, to escape the hysteria, President Snow rereads one of the rules. That every 25 years, there is a quarter quell. Where every district must send two... Vi- where where the, the reaping will be reaping from the quarrel of victors. Now everybody who has, meaning everybody who has won the games, at least two people from each district who has won the games, has to be put in to the, the arena to fight again. Pretty bad, don't you think? So then Candace really is really pissed at it. And then Peta, she's trying to help Hamish make sure that Peta doesn't get put back into the games because she loves him too much. But then, in the end, Gale is still trying to impress her for whatever reason, even though he's two freaking years older than her. <laughs> I'm like the only person who can see that. But anyways... Anyways, I'm not Team Finnick either because, one, he already gets married to a girl named Annie, and he's actually, like, ten years older than her. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's much older than her. Like, at least, give or take eight years, something like that. But then... Anyways... Anyways, we have our quarter quell. We meet some more people. We meet Mags, who is an old senile lady from District 4, who is the female tribute from Phoenix District. And then we get Beattie and Wyrus. We also get jo- Joanna Mason with her teammate Blit- Blight, but he doesn't really matter much because he ends up getting destroyed in a force field against a wa- against some weird thick blood wave thing in the arena. But... That's you can just watch the movies. They're really good. Look, this this show is the best one. This is the best like uh, movie. If you ask me, this is this one was probably my favorite. But and is and is probably the most one that you need, and probably the one that you need most to know what happens in it, in order to understand what happens later on. And then we have a, ma- a minor um, def- deficit in the in this case, because Cinna, as he walks her over to um, to the tube thing that they put the tributes up through, apparently a bunch of these peacekeepers who are for whatever reason the peacekeepers instead of wearing goofy helmets they're now like stormtroopers, 
So, yeah. They, so they grab Senna, they throw him against the, sh- against the plastic tube, and they beat him senseless and, in fact, kill him in the process. So that is how we lose Senna. It's pretty scary. That scene gave me chills after I saw it. And then that freaks her out as she's being entered into the arena. And now she's looking for Peta. She can't see him because, if I remember right, he's on the freaking other side of the room. And still, she's really winging out about things. And even the Capitol's a little mad because Peta lied to everybody at the Capitol and said that she was pregnant and that they had a kid. Meanwhile, they really did not at, the, at that time. But the people in the Capitol were even saying, stop the games, but President Snow's not going to lay off on his chance to kill Katniss Everdeen. Anyways, the new game maker is not Seneca Crane, as President Snow had him executed. This time, it's, it's Plutarch Heavensby, a really nice guy who's, who actually is trying to stop the Capitol. And why, I have no idea. Like, I could probably explain a theory, but we'd be here way too long. And that's better for next time. Anyways, our next... Anyways, the games begin. We lose a lot of people from other districts who don't matter. But then, anyway, BD, Wyrus, Joanna, they depart. Meanwhile, we have Max, Finnick, Peta, and Katniss. And I think maybe another person. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, Finnick is bribed by... Is uh, bought off by... Uh, but what's his name? Uh, Hamich. Uh, Hamich to join Katniss and Peta's team in the quarter quell. So then anyways, Beatty in the process is very... So then Beatty is a big nerd guy. And Wyrus is also a big nerd lady, but she really just does nothing for most of the games. Neither of them are really good at using weapons, but they are really smart. BD, it said that BD won his games by electrifying all the tributes at once and that, and also starting a wildfire. So, yeah. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> Anyways, in this case... Um, uh, Wyrus gets killed by one of, by one of the guys from District One, and then Kindness kills him, and then a fight breaks out. According to Copio, we learn is a clock. After Wyrus kept saying tick tock, and then we learn that every time it clicks a certain hour, another thing, a crazy thing, will happen. At one point, sometimes a wave will soak. Part of the arena starting from one side and smearing it and think of like a huge tsunami wave you know think of that and we and so far in the games from what i remember from the movie we only lost one guy from district 11 in it from it his name is chaff anyways
Anyways, we get into a fight of the careers. The only careers left are now the are now the people from District 2. And, yeah. Finnick was one of the careers a long time ago, but he didn't want to join the careers this time. So, yeah. So he just kills the guy from District 8 like it's no problem. Anyways, we also get, like, some kind of blood wave, which is what kills Blight, as I said earlier. We also get monkeys, like these savage monkey baboon thingies. They're mutts created by the capital, and they're, like, almost indestructible. Oh, and that's how we lose female Morphling. The Morphlings are the people from District 6, and both of these people are good at disguising themselves. And basically, they won their games by hiding while everybody killed each other. So, yeah. Feeling Warfling jumps in the way of one of the monkeys while it's about to try and kill PETA, but, yeah. And then... And then another one strikes Poisonous Fog. That if you touch it, it's already gonna kill you. Anyway, our next up is Mags, who just walks in there, and that's what turns it off. It has to kill one person, or at least two, something like that, before it stops going out. Anyway, the fog just disappears like it's nothing, and then Mags dies. Fennec is a little pissed by it, because she was his mentor in his first games, and that's how he won. And then, and then Finnick, they end up teaming up with Joanna, Wyrus, and Beatty. That's, yeah, I kind of hopped around in there. But anyways, they their games end with Inabaria, the lady from 2, since, since PETA killed Brutus, this big buff guy from District 2. How did he do that? I have no idea whatsoever. But he... But then, anyways, Inobaria, Katniss, um, and Beatty, and Finnick are rescued by District 13 people in Plutarch Heavensby, Hamish, and Finnick was in it too. But then, anyways, anyways, they're, they're saved because Katniss blew up the ceiling in the arena. That was incredible, and that's some crazy stuff there. <laughs> It was hard to understand. I I couldn't tell what was happening. Anyways, then after that... In our... Uh, excuse me, guys. Um... But in our capital, they have captured Joanna, Peta, and I think they even managed to somehow capture um, Joanna Mason. I think. Well, not. Well, I already said that. Uh, Annie Cresta. Apparently, Annie is uh, Finnick's girlfriend, in District Four, and she couldn't do it because she had too much PTSD problems and she'd freak out all the time. So, 
in the end, they're captured. The next one is us doing all these propaganda thing, propaganda shoots from the capital and from the districts, trying to get people on our side. And then, and then that one, it worked out pretty well, but then that one ends with, with uh, PETA, with PETA, Joanna and Annie being rescued by the capital. However, PETA has been injected with Tracker Jagger Venom and has been repeatedly beaten and poisoned again and again and brainwashed to think that everybody is evil and trying to kill him and everybody else. And also to think that Katniss is an international terrorist, apparently. Something like that. He says she's a mutt repeatedly in the next one. So yeah, the next one is pretty sad. This one ends up... This one is also, like, really good. Uh, this this one is Mockingjay Part 2. However, and also I bet a lot of you are like, how'd she get the pin, though? That was in the first one. In the movie, she gets it from a, from a lady at the hub, and then another one... And then in the book, we she just gets it from the from the mayor's daughter. Excuse me. Anyways, President Snow uh, is very crazy now, and in the second movie, in Catching Fire. Apparently, he said that he talked to Katniss, and he says, I think we can make this easier for you to agree never to lie to each other again. And that's also on his part. He hates lying that much. She agrees, and they both agree to that thing. But we don't really get it brought up again until towards the end of this, and make sure you keep that in mind. Yep. So, towards the end... So then, in this one, we wage a huge war on the capital. We attack, we run into some traps here and there, but, and we lose two people to, to a few things, whatever it was. But then, in the end, uh, Gale's also on this too. Apparently, District 12 got burnt to a crisp. Apparently, the peacekeepers left, Gale got as many people as he could out, however people stayed, and they got cotton firebombs, and they're powerful stuff, just heads up. Somehow they just left the Victor's Village there, so Katniss at least has a house in District 12 next to all the rubble. I don't know. It's weird. The capital has terrible ideas. Anyways, our next movie, our, wait, this is our ending movie, and our ending movie we, in our fight against the capital, apparently we get introduced to some more people who don't really matter, but just watch the movies because it's worth it, okay? Just watch the movies. They're definitely worth it. And at least, or at least read the books. They're, they're not too different from each other. There's only just like some tiny details that don't matter too much here and there. I don't know if you can hear that. This is my sister watching some movie on her Kindle upstairs at really high volumes. Anyways, next up, our characters um, are in the sewers where they think there are going to be no traps at all whatsoever. And they're kind of right, but kind of wrong. Because there's exactly only one, but it's pretty dangerous. This one, when they cue this trap, 
Apparently, all these lizard mutts come out. Lizard mutts are these ugly, no-eyed creatures that come out and will try to and will either try to rip you to shreds or eat you, maybe. We lose a few people to this fight, but the biggest loss. At one point, Finnick, he just has like this big trident thingy and a reserved knife and a gun he never uses. Small handgun he never uses. So then anyways, we go marching in, but then at one point, Finnick throws his trident to kill a, and it kills a mud that tried to jump up and catch Katniss when she was climbing the ladder to get out. However, Finnick, he has to draw his knife and start fighting his way, and it's not going too well at first. He's a little injured, especially since one bit down on his shoulder, so he's climbing the ladder a little slowly, only for another lizard mutt to leap up, grab his hood, and pull him down. That's when a whole bunch of them just start eating him and scratching him and whatnot. So then she talks him to the hollow, a device that detects these pods, and then she flips the switch, says nine lock three times, drops it down there, and it explodes. So, yeah. Finnick is gone, and very sad. Do not take it for how casually I said this from my tone. Anyways, next up. Next up, we lose a lot more people. and But then our remaining people, we disguise as capital people trying to flock to the capital house for safety. That, that's when a whole bunch of rebels who are also disguised take off their disguises and start shooting people up. As well as killing peacekeepers left and right. So then, eventually, but eventually, a hovercraft disperses from the Capitol House and drops all these parachute bombs. These parachutes, kind of like the ones that the sponsors use in the Hunger Games, but apparently they have bombs attached to them. They explode and kill a whole bunch of children. So then, a lot of people turn against Snow. Even the peacekeepers themselves start rallying up against him and start shooting their own fellow peacekeepers. Tannis <clears throat> is, like, freaking out right now since he's having huge mental PTSD nonsense that is trying, that is literally the worst thing ever for her. But it gives a good taste of the movie, though. Anyways. Anyways, here's the second most saddest death scene I have ever seen in the movie. Prim is in the medical unit, so she goes to attend to some rebels that were caught in the crossfire of it, but apparently not all the bombs went off. One lands right behind her and explodes, killing her. So, that is how we lost Primrose Everdeen. Anyways, we win the war. We've won the war. President Snow is being locked up in his greenhouse with his immortal roses. Just watch the movies. It'll make more sense to you. And then we have... And that's when he says, I'm sorry about your sister. And she goes, why did you kill her? But then he said, well, well, that's not exactly what happened. It more played out like, but that was a good, that was a very genius move by Madam, by President Coyne. And Coyne, I think I forgot to mention this, District 13 is being run by Alma Coyne. And she was the head, the president of the revolution. Apparently, she disguised one of her own hovercrafts as a, as a capital hovercraft and sent those parachute bombs out 
to turn everybody against the capital. That is like a genius move, but holy crap, is that crazy. Anyways, kind of says, I don't believe you, but then this is when he says, I thought we agreed never to tell a lie to each other. Wow. Wow. Who knew, right? So the thing is, is now, apparently, she hold, uses to herself for a little while. She's still freaking out so much. But then, anyways, towards the end of this, um, apparently, Alan Coyne calls in all the remaining victors, and there's not a lot of them left. We just have Beatty, Annie, Katniss, Peta, Joanna, Hamish, and Plutarch. So, yeah, but he didn't want to say it. Anyways... Anyways, in the process, we have, in the process, uh, Coin asks everybody whether or not whether they can vote on whether to put capital children in the arenas and fight each other. Wow. Who does that? Who does that? Anyways, uh, Pita and BD and Annie, they say no, but Joanna and Abaria... Um, and Katniss and Hamish, they decide to say yes, so it's a yes, as long as Donald Coyne's still alive. Anyways, she said, Katniss said yes on the condition that she could kill President Snow, but then when she, when she is going to kill him, she wanted his, she wanted him dead. He's the guy who put her through all of it, but the biggest loss for her was the loss of her sister. She raises her bow and kills Alma Coyne. And then, that is a huge plot twist, but then these two District 8 guards arrest her, and then a lot of people just beat President Snow to death. So, yeah. She's locked up for a little while. She's sent back to District 12 with PETA to relive, so then they can relive their lives. Well, to rebuild their lives. And Hamish apparently is their next-door neighbor. And, And depending on who you ask, that's either a good thing or a bad thing. That's how they live out the rest of their days. So the moral of this story is that when people are put into intense war situations, they will never forget it. It will always be with them. and They'll always have those PTSD moments. So I hope you guys like this. Please do read the books and watch the movies. Don't just watch the movies because the books were so freaking good. I mean, a lot of you are probably those people who don't like to read, but these ones are actually worth reading. I didn't like reading when I when I read these, but I this like completely changed my view. I started reading more books more often. This one was just really good. I couldn't get my eyes off of it. Anyways, hope you guys like this one. Make sure to follow up or anything. I'm new to using Anchor, so I don't know what to do. I hope you guys love this one, and uh, have a great day.